Hey, it's Matthew J. Thanks for checking out the show. Do you like spooky, wicked, conspiracy history and stories? Do you like hearing short stories that just make you question, is that true? Then sit down and turn up the volume. All information used in this podcast is protected by fair use. Let me introduce myself. My name is Matthew J. I'm your host and storyteller. I love talking to people and listening about their stories, about anything they find interesting. I enjoy telling these stories and doing the research to get deeper into these accounts. So this podcast is about history, kooky tales, cryptozoology, ghost stories, and all the conspiracy theories that keep me asking, is that true? Let us get ready for this story. Grab some ripe bananas, you know, the ones that show a little green, your plaster of Paris ingredients, and your backpack with a clean pair of underwear. Let us start there and pull information from the Google machine and learn a little history. The oldest recorded story of a Bigfoot is the petroglyphs found on the Painted Rock at the Tool River Indian Reservation in California. It is estimated to be between 500 to 1,000 years old. The first time the name Bigfoot was used was in a series of newspaper articles from the Humboldt Times in Eureka, California, dated in 1958. The first video of an alleged Bigfoot is the Patterson-Gimlin film that was recorded on October 20th, 1967. The 59-second long video that was taken in the Bluff Creek area of Northern California shows a large, bipedal, hairy female creature walking on a riverbank. Over time, the creature has been given the name Patty. One-third of Bigfoot sightings are located in the wooded areas of the Pacific Northwest, the state of Washington, Oregon, Northern California, and the British Columbia area of Canada. Sightings have been seen in the swamps of Florida, the Ozarks of Arkansas, the Appalachia Mountains that stretch from Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, and into Maine. The Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, also known as BFRO, was founded in 1995 by Matt Moneymaker. He was made famous for the TV show Finding Bigfoot. Ape Canyon is a gorge located on the southeast side of Mount St. Helens in the state of Washington. It is located in the town of Cougar. Population of the town is 122. Ape Canyon hiking trail is 11 miles round trip with an elevation gain of 2,485. The highest point is 4,315 feet. It is considered a moderate hike and not family friendly. That is some good information to help us get ready for this wicked story. The town of Cougar, Washington is located in Cowlitz County and is located on the southeast side of Mount St. Helens. Yeah, that Mount St. Helens. You might have heard about this volcano. This is the volcano that had a major eruption on May 18, 1980. 57 people were killed, 200 homes, 47 bridges, 15 miles of railroad track, and 185 miles of highway were destroyed. The eruption was so violent that it triggered a 5.1 earthquake and reduced the mountain's summit from 9,677 feet to 8,363 feet. That is a reduction of 1,314 feet in one explosion. Before this volcano exploded in 1980, the area was home to a Bigfoot story that is totally wicked. 
It is July 16, 1924, and the newspaper The Oregonian, based out of Portland, Oregon, reports and documents a crazy story. The story documents a group of miners looking for gold in an area where they were violently attacked by, quote, eight men, end quote. You heard me. The paper from 1924 used the term, quote, ape men, end quote. The gorge where this attack happened is called Ape Canyon. The gorge narrows at as close as eight feet apart at one point. It is extremely narrow and it's hard to travel. It is a steepy, rocky canyon. The group of gold prospectors were Fred Beck, Gabe Lefevre, John Peterson, Myron Smith, and Roy Smith. The five men claimed that they were attacked by, quote, gorilla-sized men, end quote, and they were kept being attacked by these animals in their small cabin until the morning light. Yikes, that sounds like a nightmare. The gold seekers were about eight miles from Spirit Lake when they encountered four of the giant hairy beasts. The group saw the four creatures moving through the forest, and they were, quote, erect with human-like strides, end quote, Maybe it's a bunch of guys in fur coats. Maybe it's the summer. The gold diggers stated that the creatures, quote, had long black hair, ears that were about four inches long and stuck straight up, end quote. They continued to state that the beast had, quote, four toes that were short and stubby, end quote. All the men agreed that the Bigfoots each weighed about 400 pounds. Holy cow. These sound like some serious, mean and scary looking creatures. Maybe they are peaceful creatures just interested in berries and leaves. Maybe. So what happens next with these gold miners? Well, Fred Beck becomes really scared after seeing the four beasts. Again, it's 1924 in the wild wilderness of Washington. Mr. Beck pulls out his rifle and takes aim at one of the creatures. Mr. Beck fires three times. Boom, boom, boom. And he hits the beast three times in the chest area. The Bigfoot is wounded and begins to wobble. The beast then topples off the edge of the canyon and falls a tremendous distance to the bottom of that canyon. The other animals stare at the men, and then they scatter into the trees. The five gold diggers lost visual contact, but they could hear the beast screaming and running into the deep forest. Well, this violence of shooting that beast was a huge mistake. Later that night, after eating dinner, the five gold miners began to get ready for bed in the small cabin. They built this cabin on the side of the canyon in a flat area that was close to their mining and safe for them not to fall off the edge. They have just began to settle down when huge stones begin to batter against the outside of the cabin. Then this is followed by sounds and physical contact from, quote, giant bodies slamming against the walls and the doors, end quote. Yikes! The Bigfoots are upset and taking action to show that gold miners are not welcome. Then a huge hairy hand is seen ripping a hole in the roof of the cabin. Mr. Beck and the other men are hiding and trying to survive. Then the rocks start being thrown in at the cabin. For, per the news article, quote, many of the rocks fell through the home and two of the rocks struck Mr. Beck, end quote. The last rock was a big one, and it knocked Mr. Beck unconscious for nearly two hours. The men shot out of the cabin without aiming, but it did not work. The rocks kept hitting the cabin, and if it was not rocks, it was slaps against the cabin walls and the cabin door. This attack lasted until the sun began to come up the next morning. morning light had filled the canyon and the five gold miners peek out of the cabin and all agree the attack must be finished. But they were not going to wait to see if these beasts were coming back. 
the five gold miners pack up the essentials and race off that mountain. That summer day in 1924, when they finally reached civilization, is when this story took off. The five men told anyone that would listen about what they saw and what happened during, quote, the eight men, quote, attack. As the story took off with news reports and the word of mouth gossip, it became clear that this Ape Canyon was not exactly new news. Wait, what? Not new news? For years, lumberjacks talked about finding massive footprints all through that canyon. The Native Americans that once lived in that area had spoken of, quote, mountain devils, end quote, living in the canyon. Well, the news got a lot of attention, so the U.S. Forest Service office in Washington decided to investigate the claims of the gold diggers. Two U.S. forest rangers, J.H. Huffman and William Welch, hiked back to Ape Canyon with Fred Beck. They inspect the cliff where the beast was shot and fell to its supposed death. They examined the small cabin and looked at the large stones. They investigated the 14-inch long footprints found near the cabin. After all those visual inspections, the two rangers were not impressed, and they believed the gold diggers made up the entire story. The rangers believed that the miners staged the cabin attack and the footprints were fake. This did not go over well with the five gold miners. They were in shock. They still told their story, and many family members and friends stated that Fred Beck, Gabe Lefevre, John Peterson, Myron Smith, and Roy Smith were never the same after that attack. Plus, they still believe that these five men saw something that could not be explained. Still, to this day, near Ape Canyon, huge tracks have been found near the bottom of the canyon. Also, witnesses like campers, hikers, and motorists driving near the canyon have been startled by huge and mysterious hairy creatures seen walking like a man and disappearing into the Washington woods. What do you think? Do you think that the gold miners were attacked by a group of Bigfoots? Do you think that these struggling gold miners came up with a story that might make them even more money? Maybe the five men staged the entire event hoping to gain fame and fortune. What about if this story is being true? What if they were attacked by harming a Bigfoot? And was it justified? What danger did the Bigfoot show? It was just huge and hairy. And no reports state that the Bigfoots, when they were first seen, even showed interest in the five gold miners. I have no idea what happened to these gold miners, but this story is amazing and totally wicked, and that's why I wanted to share it with you, the listener. Do you like this podcast? Then we need to thank Anchor for helping to get this podcast distributed. Please share the show with your family, your friends, your coworkers, aliens from another planet, or any creature you know that listens to podcasts. Please email suggested stories or some of your stories that I can read on the podcast. Please email me at s period w period c history podcast at gmail.com the show is on the next door app please follow the spooky wiki conspiracy history group join the group and get the show in a direct line to me to talk about the podcast the spooky wicked conspiracy history podcast is also on iHeartRadio. please give the show a five-star review on apple we are worldwide. I want to thank all the listeners in Germany, the United Kingdom, the Philippines, Puerto Rico, Ireland, Canada, Australia, Sweden, South Africa, Portugal, Costa Rica, New Zealand, Norway, India, Russia, Denmark, Czech Republic, Netherlands, and Spain. Please share the show with your countrymen. Thank you, and please keep listening for the next show. Good day and good night.